0: Well, hi everyone. I'm Barrett Bowden, lead pastor of Island Community Church. I want to welcome you to a mini series that we are doing that complements our current summer series. We're calling these episodes our Good Neighbor Series Spotlights. And really, I just want to invite you to join us on a journey as we explore practical application of the good neighbor values that are being taught in our church in this season. They're all aimed at shining a light on the transformative power of loving our neighbors. And at the heart of the series lies a vital biblical principle, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. As Jesus taught, this commandment is second only to loving God and it encompasses everything that we are called to do. Our love for neighbors is a tangible expression of our love for God, and it proves the depth of our faith. So, throughout this series, what we're going to be doing is thinking deeply and practically on the application of the parable of the Good Samaritan, which we've re- reimagined as the parable of the good neighbor from Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37. This powerful parable really prompts us to ask two crucial questions. First, who is my neighbor? A question that Jesus himself addressed. And second, what kind of neighbor are you? A question that calls us all to reflect on our own actions and attitudes. So, in each Good Neighbor series spotlight of this mini-series, we'll delve into a unique Good Neighbor value. We'll explore what the Bible teaches about these values and why they're essential to being a Good Neighbor. But, primarily, we're going to bring this value to life through an interview with individuals from our church community. These interviews will offer a glimpse into the lives of those in our church family who have embodied these good neighbor values. And they will share their stories of compassion, selflessness, and sacrificial love. By hearing their experience, we hope to inspire and equip you to embrace these values in your own life with a simple goal—to see you grow in your love for God and your love for your neighbors. As you hear today's interview hosted by our associate pastor of discipleship, Mitchell Morris, we pray you'll become more eager and more equipped to be ambassadors of God's love and leave a lasting impact on the neighborhood all around you.
1: Welcome, everybody. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us for uh, today's episode of our Good Neighbor series. Today's Good Neighbor value is that good neighbors serve, and joining us for our conversation today is Mr. Nate Douglas. Welcome, Nate. What up? How are you, man? I'm great. We're really glad to have you. Hey,
2: happy to be on. Yeah,
1: man. So we chose you specifically for this conversation Mm -hmm. that good neighbors serve. So just to start out, uh, tell us a little bit about just yourself, you know, for somebody maybe who's watching and listening who doesn't know you.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, first off, it feels super great to be acknowledged. Yeah, man. Uh, And uh, a little bit about myself. My wife and I, uh, we're from, you know, central Illinois. Yeah. Uh, moved down here because she got a job at St. Jude, mm-hmm. got connected with the church, you know, just got swept up in a small group, <laughs> uh, found a, a real passion yeah. for God, and yeah, uh, found a job at a camp and ended up doing a lot, yeah, uh, during 2020 when people weren't doing a lot, mm-hmm. and we ended up serving a lot of people yeah it was wild
1: so cool man so yeah that's that was a great little kind of quick bio there <laughs> yeah yeah i tried to make a brief <laughs> well so tell me this what does um what does service mean to you why why is serving people a priority for you i know that it is but mm. tell us a little bit of background there why why is that how did service become important to you
2: uh, i think it's important because of uh, you know just just uh, in general, um, you know, I think about the struggle me and my wife uh have gone through with infertility mm-hmm. and just watching her struggle with it and mm-hmm. knowing how I'm struggling with it mm-hmm. and uh coming alongside another couple which Barrett um, got us uh in contact with, mm-hmm. and just coming alongside them and being able to serve them and know what I would want. In that situation, you know, Mm. when you have a failed transfer or something like that, and it's super heartbreaking and you don't want to go to church and you don't want to tell people like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about my day because it's awful. And, Mm. you know, people say, how are you doing? That's 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 hello here. Yeah. So (laughs) um, it's it's really uh, important to me because like some people don't know how to serve simply serve. Mm. Like you don't have to come over to my house and build a garage. Mm-hmm. You you could like it, you know go over to a friend's house who's struggling and just say, "Let me do your laundry.
3: Mm.
2: Let me do your dishes. Mm. Let me clean up your house. Mm. You know, let me let me go pick up your groceries. Yeah, let me watch your kids." Mm. Um, you know, is serving is hugely important because you know when someone is going through. Uh, that hardship, they, they tend to see regular mundane activities or chores as a mountain. Yeah, you know, you're carrying this grief. I was like, oh, like this hill's a lot harder than it yeah. used to be. Hmm. You know, so
1: it's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I, I think having that discussion of being able to like, how can we serve each yeah. other? Um, it's not all yard work and. You know, housekeeping. It sometimes it's just support. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I think what I hear you saying is that, like, really in your heart, service is driven from a place of compassion. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see someone in need or suffering or struggling, and you're moved with empathy and compassion to help them and to yeah. do something that would to help them bear the load.
2: It's kind of mm-hmm. what I hear you saying. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, definitely have that that empathy, yeah. and I'm terrible with empathy, but <laughs> I can, uh, with with someone I know who is going through that exact yeah struggle, yeah I yeah. I get that, and I know, like, talking doesn't help. I know yeah. that company doesn't help. Mm. Dude, let me bring you dinner and a box of Gibson's donuts, yeah. and you know what? For some people, like for me, going through that, going through a struggle. That's huge, yeah, that's love to me, yeah, um, yeah. and I'm a massive extrovert, so <laughs> I love company, yeah, and so I cope through struggles with company, my wife, exact opposite <laughs> massive introvert, she's yeah. just like,, let me just <laughs> crawl under the covers yeah. and just curl into a ball, yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah so that that's that's kind of hard, but you're
1: yeah you're kind of saying you know it's important to know what the person needs, Mm-hmm. And that compassion moves you to help meet their needs. And I'm, I mean, I'm thinking of Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus is the yeah. ultimate servant. He set that example for us, right? Yeah. And we see him over and over again in the gospel accounts. He's moved with compassion mm-hmm. towards someone in need, and he serves them in some way.
2: Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, there's, there's always a the question of like, how can I help you? Anything yeah. you need, that puts pressure Hmm. on the person you're saying if
1: you ask hey how can i help you that puts pressure on that person to decide it's
2: like oh now i have to come up with a chore for you interesting okay and you know jesus didn't show up and they're like what do you need
1: yeah so what's a
2: better question Uh, or what's a better approach maybe better approach is uh you know like hey what are you struggling with
4: Hmm.
2: like what's what's hard right now that you can't do
4: yeah yeah
2: let me do that for you yeah you know, just just fire down a yeah. list of shores you hate to do. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're going to hit something they hate to yeah. do.
1: Yeah, so you're almost, you're working to help anticipate their need mm-hmm. rather than asking them to identify. That's really helpful, actually, mm-hmm. for me, because that, that's probably something that I do is I ask people to identify how I can help them. Mm-hmm. But I, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, because most people, myself included, if we're asked that, we say, I'm okay.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. I, I know I don't need anything. <laughs> sure. It's like... Yeah, I don't want to have to follow you around and tell you what to do. Well, that's cool. Okay, so tell
1: me, let's get a little more practical. Tell me about um, just some different ways that you have found to serve people.
2: Ooh. (laughs) Um, Just some
1: examples.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, something I haven't talked about. Um, Making yourself available. Hmm. Um, And that's that's a hard thing to do. Uh, A lot of people say yes to everything
4: yeah yeah um,
2: i know i got caught up with that but make yourself available to have an opportunity to serve someone yeah um just saying like i have this time set aside yeah. for people yeah um and it doesn't have to be a specific day you just you know know you know that you know, sometimes that that time is spent alone. It's been like, you know, praying, helping your your spouse, yeah. you know, walking your dog, but that's, that's time you can also spend yeah. with somebody, serving somebody. Um, yeah. You know, some people are more outgoing. You can like, go out and meet a new neighbor, Sure. help them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to hear too. I know that Uh, like I've seen you respond to some like urgent needs, like when disasters have happened or Mm, things like that. Can you share a little bit about that and what motivated you in that?
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it was kind of sprung on me by my boss Hmm. and the moment was
1: this, what, what, uh,
2: this was probably the end of 2020 about that fall. Uh, hurricane Laura hit okay, or was going to hit. It was just sitting in the Gulf. It Hmm. was getting nasty. It was getting bigger and bigger. And my boss goes, hey, this is going to hit Louisiana. It's going to be the biggest storm that's hit Louisiana in 150 years. And he goes, they're going to need help. And getting down there and realizing, oh, I have this huge set of skills that are hugely valuable Hmm. for people. And getting to show up at someone's house and look at their roof and go, you need a tarp. And they go, yeah, but we can't get on a roof. Like, well, we have an extension ladder. We can get on your roof. We mm-hmm. can tarp it for you. Yeah. And let's tarp your roof. And they yeah. go, well, we don't have money. I was like, well, this is free. <laughs> and they're like, what, who are you with? And they immediately want to know what church we were with, who was, you know, our organization mm. because, you know, they wanted to tithe to like what we were doing. Mm. They immediately saw that and was like, "Yes, absolutely we mm. we want to be a part of that and I was like, "That's dope, <laughs> and you know sometimes you get the mm. opportunity to uh evangelize to these people,
3: yeah,
2: and you know i I personally can only remember one where I got the chance mm. um." And they were just like, no, we don't we don't have a lot of friends, you know. And I was like, Man, like a bunch of friends. Most of them are from church. Yeah. I was like, Y'all need to get in touch with the church. Like, yeah, we used to go to church. We miss it. And it's like, man, we wouldn't be here. You wouldn't need us here. Mm. You know, if you were in that community. Mm. I was like, that's 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 the heart of of God, and, yeah. you know His intention with our community. It's not just, hmm. uh, you know, fellowshipping with one another, but it's serving one another. Yeah. And so
1: tell me this. Tell me this. Those the you knew there was a cost, right, mm-hmm. in doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there times that you saw God work and you realized, okay, this is worth it.
2: This is worth the. Oh yeah. What would I it mean, cost us? I mean, to to be here. We we would go to someone's house work on it, tarp it, cut a tree down, carve my initials in the trunk. You know, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> and they, just seeing their faces, some of them, we'd show up to their house, they weren't there. And we were, like, their yard is clean and a neighborhood is trashed. Mm. Their house is completely tarped. Yeah. And they show up because they left. They had to flee the state yeah. because it was awful. Mm. And they show up and they're just like overwhelmed yeah, with emotion. Like they can't believe that this happened to them. Yeah. Uh, they're getting this kind of service. So, you know, getting to see that experience, you know, people truly uh, feel that joy yeah. of being served. Like that was like huge. For makes me. it worth it. It makes it really worth yeah. it. It really does. Yeah.
1: What are other things I'm curious to hear? What are other things that God has taught you through serving others? Like when you make the choice to, Serve somebody else. What are things that you feel like God has given you mm. through that?
2: That's a good question. Dang, I, I think it's it's given me an opportunity to um, work on my own ability mm. uh, to talk to Christ, or talk to people about Christ. Mm. Um, it, it wasn't something like I've, you know really done well in, you yeah. know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable talking to people, hanging yeah. out, but uh, I don't know. I've, n- I've never been big on just like, Oh, Hey, you know, so you, you know what God did in my life? Like, yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm not normally that person to do sure. that. So it, it really gave me an opportunity mm. to do that. Cause you know, you have a church's name plastered sure on that trashed van <laughs> we ruined that van there's no way they're using it still uh and they're like oh y'all are with the church hmm. yeah and so that just like opened it yeah you know yeah. and um yeah it's it's, it's really let me work on my ability to talk to people yeah. about christ
1: well i mentioned this earlier but you know Because Jesus identified himself as a servant, when we choose to serve,
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: we're identifying ourselves with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's what you experienced, was y'all were representatives of Jesus to these people, and that meant something, and that opened a door for the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. What about, so, um, you know, because I know you, I know that this is something that just kind of your heart beats to serve. What about somebody who says, um, man, I really... I." not really serving many people right now, but I'd like to, Mm -hmm. I see that I should, and I want to, um, I need more of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, in order to be a better neighbor to those around me, I want to serve more. What, what kind of practical advice or encouragement would you give them?
2: One, one thing, one thing, one thing, uh, one thing, try once a month, Mm. you know, uh, I think, uh, it, it, you know, some people, especially with our church culture, um, our, specifically ICC, mm-hmm. you know, folks don't like to wake up early. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, but there's the, the was it, the uh, they jump on bikes down yeah, there. Yeah, bikes and burritos. Bikes yeah. and burritos, that's what it's called. Yeah. Damn. I had it right yeah. there. I couldn't get it. <laughs> but, yeah, they drive uh, ride around and yeah. get burritos out. They're yeah, homeless. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, you know, and like you're probably helping them stay alive. Sure, like that's a wild thought. Yeah, for no like mm, effort other than to wake up at like six, <laughs> yeah. you could help someone stay alive. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you don't have to go to college. You you don't have to be a doctor. Yeah, you don't have to be a doctor to save a life. You just give someone a burrito. <laughs> Come yeah. on.
1: So what I hear you saying is, rather than being overwhelmed, it's it can be literally as simple as pick one thing. Yeah, pick one to do, thing to start and it, with.
2: You know what? You can just go to your elderly neighbor hmm. because everybody. If you don't know a widow, hmm. like you need to, you need to go and meet hmm. your neighbors because hmm. you have a widow living on your block. Yeah, and Christ calls us to serve our widows and our orphans. Yeah, you know. And if you want to serve the orphans, go do that too. Yeah. Maybe you could start there. Dip but your the toe. key, but the, the key, key is you're just find is one, one thing. thing and just try. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. You have so much time. One person says I don't have the time. <sighs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, don't don't pick up your phone for one day. Yeah. See how much time you have. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: and from what I I mean, I've experienced this personally, but also even from what I've heard from you just today. Mm. There's something that happens when you do step out to serve, even if it's one thing, that Mm. uh, it's identifying with Jesus, experiencing God in that thing, right? Oftentimes God meets us as we serve people, and it makes you want to do it more.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's, It's massively gratifying. And also, like... The, you know, I, I think we talked about this before. The, like, payback feels like tenfold mm. when someone serves you. And they're, like, they don't feel like they're serving you. Mm. It, it feels like such a small thing to them. Yeah. And you feel like it's such a massive service to you and yeah. a massive blessing. Yeah. Just have a little help. Yeah. And... You know, like we don't, you know, we don't believe in God for the reward, but it's there. Yeah. And of course you want it. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. You can't, you can't like be like, oh, hey, you want the most awesome thing in the world ever? I'd be like, whoa, I feel bad for wanting that. (laughs) It's like, so yeah, of course you're, you're going to put yourself out there. You're going to serve. Yeah. Especially if you serve people close to you who know you, you're going to get that service back. Yeah. They're not, I mean. I hope you don't have those people in your life, but you know, they're not gonna receive that love and that service from you and see you struggle, see you need help.
4: Yeah.
2: Hear you say, I need help. Yeah. And be like, nah, I'm too busy. I can't do that. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get that back. Yeah. And whether it's through the people you directly served or just God blessing you. Yeah. You're gonna get it back.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, man. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up?
2: No, I was going to okay. say like a sponsor joke, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Well,
1: man, thank you so much. Seriously. For, first and foremost, just for who you are and that you are an example of just humble service. Um, it's challenged me, um, and I know it will others who watch and listen. So, and thank mm. you for joining us. We hope that this helps you and really benefits you as you seek to love your neighbors. We'll see you next time.